Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-changing radio. Welcome to Self-Talk Radio Show. My name is Sarah Spencer. My guest is Erin Kralivsky. She's the founder of Bikram Yoga Williston, Center for Strong Mind, Strong Body. We're going to be talking to her today about her practice and how yoga can help literally anyone with a pulse. We're going to find out exactly how it can be helpful to you. Welcome to the show, Erin. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sarah. So how did you get involved in yoga in the first place? Uh, about 10 years ago, I had a lot of stress and a lot of pressures uh, coming into the field and knew I needed some type of reset button and tried um, lots of different things that didn't work. Uh, lots of different yoga that made me feel uncomfortable and abnormal alone. And then when I was about ready to give up, I, I tried a Bikram yoga class and my whole life has changed ever since. I know. I'm hearing that from everybody. In yeah. fact, um, Dawn Lancaster recommended, she says, you've got to talk to this lady. Yeah. And so I said, okay. And so what's so different about Bikram yoga from any other yoga that's out there? So it is with mirrors. With so, mirrors? Yeah. Ah. I know. <laughs> My first class I hid in the back. So it's with mirrors so that you can actually hear a dialogue that's gently directed to your body. So you get to use your mind and the auditory sensation, and then you get to apply your visual cortex and sync up mind and body connection. So it's uh, in a 105 degree heated room, uh, 40 wow. to 50 percent humidity, and 26 postures, two sets. 90 minutes or 60 minutes later, you're reset. You're reset. What does that mean exactly? Reset. So when we have a pulse. We're going to have stress, you stress, healthy stress, of just living day-to-day -day life, uh, worries, burdens, et cetera. And we need some type of reset button. That's how I like to refer to it as. And when we open up our body with breath, breathing in and out through nose, we send messages to frontal temporal lobes to relax, think logically about things. And then you get to connect to your body. And when your fascia heals or heatens up, What's a fascia? Fascia, good question. I get all scientific. So, so fascia. <laughs> <laughs> work with me, girl. Work yeah, I'm, I'm going to work with you. Uh, so fascia is a tissue in our body that holds up us, our skeletal system. And it's white and oh. it's stringy and it's usually kind of hard, uh, very uh, texturized. And then when it heats up by us having our heart rate variability increase, it becomes very malleable and open and uh, from a psychosomatic perspective, from a psychological perspective, when we open up our fascia, it's like our body gets permission to also restore what we cognitively have been through, through the day, through our life, through certain memories. So when you have this integration of mind and body working together with that breath, you get this beautiful way of just resetting or rebooting your whole entire system. Wow. Yeah. And it, it makes sense, too, because if you're in a, what was a 105-degree room, yes. you're going to sweat some stuff out of your system, You are going to sweat it out. You're going to sweat. <laughs> yeah. So you better, obviously, you got to drink some water while you're in there, yeah? You do. I mean, for anyone that comes from the street that practices this yoga, it's, it could be for any single type of body, any fitness level, your first your first class, you have no idea what's going on. You're intimidated. You're excited. You don't know what to expect. You're truly a beginner. Mm -hmm. And it's called Beginner's Bikram Yoga for a reason. 
So it's this it's initiating this whole notion of we're beginners in a very Eastern Buddhist psychology type of way. Yeah. Acting as if we've never tried something for the first time. You try it. And then all of a sudden, you're not thinking anymore. You're using a whole different part of your body and brain. And brain, yeah. And that's the thing it, that's so hard if you're doing meditation or you're, you're doing something where you're sitting and you're saying, okay, I'm not supposed to be thinking about something. Oh, that's my grocery list that just popped in my head. I'm, I'm not supposed to be thinking about something. And you do it. That's right. So in Bikram Yoga, it takes a part of your brain so that that is so active that you're not thinking about anything else? That's right. Yes, you have a sustained attention. And even even in Savasana, so we'll have these postures. We work really hard. We hold the posture. We're breathing. We tell our breath, using our breath as a permission slip for our body to kind of let go or loosen its grip. We're sustaining our attention, and we can't get away with thinking. We can't get away with thinking of future or past or grocery list tasks, loved ones. We can't get away with it. Otherwise, we won't be able to sustain that posture because we have this dual attention of sweating, bearing the heat, and stretching and locking our muscles with our breath. But when we're in savasana, which is basically corpse pose, dead body pose, you're just very still on your, your back or your stomach, that's when your mind starts to wander. And you'd bring it right back by connecting once again with your body and that breath. It's like, I'll say to my students, now let the floor hold you up. Let your body get closer to the floor, each and every breath. So you constantly will have to, like a Buddhist monk, reconnect, re-anchor back, return back to body. Interesting. We're speaking with Aaron Krilivsky, founder of Bikram Yoga in Williston on Self Talk Radio Show. So you had mentioned earlier about this Bikram Yoga actually, actually helping people with addiction. Yes. How? It's a one-stop shop for any it's mental a health challenge. Shop. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah, so so I started uh, my private practice uh, 2011, and before that I was in a private nonprofit uh, mental health agency for years. Um, what I have found was that uh, any type of challenge that we have mentally, psychologically, emotionally, habitually, we can't just do traditional talk therapy. I know that's a bold statement, it, and I might get in trouble no, uh, with some people. The thing is, is I mentioned that I had Wendy Friesen on. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to heal in a different way. You know, No one path fits all sometimes, right. and you've got to find the thing that fits you and that's the right. thing that, you know, it's, it clicks with you. Yeah. So this is just another modality that might actually make sense. Yeah. And it, it does make sense because you're connecting the mind and the body. Right. Because they experience the same event, whatever it is, they experience the same life. Mm-hmm. So there's this mind, this body, this spirit, from my perspective, and they all bear witness to the same exact thing. They just register it differently. So from all the way to addictions, work using something or someone to cope and when we're coping it with this mechanism if you have Bikram yoga and then you do EMDR it's you're again integrating that mind-body connection now what's EMDR EMDR is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy uh, advanced cognitive behavioral therapy eye movement desensitization reprocessing 
I don't know what that means. I know. Eye movement? It's so fancy. It's such a fancy <laughs> term for, for basically, in a very condensed form, it's like you stimulate both sides of your brain, both hemispheres, mm-hmm. to connect to this center region of your brain called Adaptive Information Processing Center. And in there, that's where we store all of our memories, all of our narrative, all of our templates on how we behave and how we frame our life, um, how we frame our personality. And when you're stimulating both hemispheres, you get to rearrange that part of your narrative in a very resilient, adaptive way. So ego kind of gets to relax and you're still conscious, but you're able to rearrange and kind of defragment and refragment all of that information and you're calm you go into a theta brainwave state just like in Bikram yoga so they're similar so so EMDR and Bikram yoga you get the same benefit although EMDR it seems it doesn't have the physical component it's strictly mental well I like your questions I'm loving them so so with EMDR you actually do have to connect to your body so you have an associated cognition or belief about yourself with a memory and then you have an associated emotion so I always say well what is what does that feeling say about you what is that negative belief right and then where do you feel it in your body where does your body register that and then what image do you associate with it what image what image and it's like this little Polaroid snapshot that you freeze in time and then you go with that and I just use a pen back and forth back and forth back and forth and you quickly go into this state where you're relaxed and yet you're able to just assimilate this information in a way where you, you do your own work and it's like you you get a chance to look at it from a bird's eye view in a completely different way. For example, oh, I was just a kid. Oh, wow, that wasn't my fault after all. So you become the observer. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really fascinating. It almost sounds like you are a, a psychotherapist on steroids, you know, because it's <laughs> like you can do the, the mental part if someone is having a, a challenge, whether it's all of us have something, whether it's an addiction, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression. It seems that you're utilizing Bikram Yoga and some other modalities yeah. to help people through push through those and and now here's my other question is Bikram yoga also kind of a maintenance plan to keep your brain synapses clicked into the right channel if you will precisely yeah I mean you know Bikram yoga um, they're finally substantiating now that it is used to treat anxiety depression stress pain addiction Um, It's definitely, I've used it as an alternative to 12-step programs in conjunction with the EMDR uh, because you develop a community. Yes. I remember when I first walked into my first class at Bikram, I finally felt like I was part of a community for the first time in my life. Wow. It was pretty amazing. You get these mirror synapses, these mirror neurons that happen where you get you, you witness someone else doing the same thing in a room, you're going to want to do the same thing too. So if they're breathing calmly next to you in camel and you're freaking out ready to like run out of the room, you're not going to because you're going to mirror for them. Well, I might, you. but you know, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, you know, I could see myself 
laughing hysterically. <laughs> I, that would be my fear is that I would just lose it and start laughing because that's that's my mechanism you is, know, is laughing. That's okay. Some people have their own ways of breaking through. So just put me in the back. <laughs> that's what everyone, they must say, you know, put me in the back. Don't let me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put me in the corner, in the back, you know, put baby in the corner. Put baby sure. in the corner. No, no, let's not put baby in the corner. Uh, you know, it's, it, I'm, I'm definitely unorthodox in my approach as a Bikram yoga instructor. I don't um, necessarily keep beginners in the back row. They're supposed to be in the back. I don't care if they're in the back. I want to make sure that they see the, the, their body and yeah. themselves and they're not running away. Um, Bhaktivad Gita, uh, famous yogi, guru, uh, sage, prophet, uh, he, one of his favorite, my favorite quotes of his is, uh, you know, you use the mirror and yoga to gently face yourself of who you are and all the consequences of what that is. And it's like you, you are summoned to find compassion for yourself. So if you want to be in the back row, that's great, you know, but you're going to make sure you see yourself in the mirror. It's another reason why we have the mirrors. Wow. Yeah. That is really amazing. We're speaking with Erin Krilivsky. She's the founder of Bikram Yoga in Williston on Self Talk Radio Show, learning a lot about um, Bikram Yoga and how it can be helpful for addiction, anxiety, depression, um, or simply just being somewhere without having your mind running 10 million miles an hour. Now, you mentioned there were several poses that you need to do. How how many? There's twenty. There's twenty six. Twenty six. Now is my ankle going over my left ear? Is I, I just want to know how tricky are these? Yeah. So so they're not tricky at all. And well, that's, a, that's a plus because I don't do tricky. Not many people do. So it's very versatile and accessible uh, for any level of fitness or flexibility. Um, it's twenty six postures, two sets. Uh, where it's a beginner's yoga pose, each and every pose. So you start somewhere. So it's it's the other piece is like you find a building block for yourself or a stepping stone. You're not going to be able to touch your forehead to your knee. You know? <laughs> no, not in this lifetime. No, not no. in your first class. No. You know? So you're going to just bend your knee and yeah. you're going to hold the pose and you're going to learn how to lock your knee. I like to say to my students, you just your first goal in your first class is to stay in the room and just if you could do that you could go get through anything and yeah because the room's 107 degrees 105 okay (laughs) i'm exaggerating again so aaron if someone wants to try this can people just come in and and take a class and try it and they sure can how much does it cost to just try well the spring drop-in special right now is 15 dollars Oh, that's great. Yeah, and there's all different types of package deals. Uh, There's also for uniformed professionals, nurses and teachers uh, and senior citizens, veterans, etc. There's a 15% discount on everything. Nice. And there's also a karma yoga class once a month where people come in and they just do the yoga. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And if people want more information, is there a website or phone number they can reach you at? BikramYogaWilliston.com. We're speaking with Erin Krolivsky. She is the founder of Bikram Yoga Williston. When we come back, we're going to learn more about the 26 poses, what their meaning and purpose are. This is Self Talk Radio Show.
Can't sleep? Try this. Sleep Meditation offers soothing meditations to help you sleep like a baby and awaken what's inside. All you have to do is choose the meditation you want to listen to from our library at sleepmeditation.org. Click play and enjoy. If you want to keep the recording, purchase the downloads you want. Plus, Sleep Meditation offers specials on motivational pieces that help you start positive change, stop bad habits, or sleep like a baby. Sleepmeditation.org. Welcome back to Self Talk Radio Show. My name is Sarah Spencer. My guest is Erin Kralitsky. She's the founder of Bikram Yoga in Williston. And if you are looking for a center for a strong mind, strong body, you've definitely found the place with Bikram Yoga and my guest, Erin Kralitsky. Erin, I know that you said that Bikram Yoga was helpful with addiction or anxiety or depression. I wanted to know, and there's 26 poses. Correct. Is there a meaning to each of the poses? There are, yeah, each pose has a name, and each pose has a very deliberate purpose and what it can do for every single gland or organ in our body. Oh, that's fascinating. What is the first pose? What is it called, and what does it mean? Well, so the first pose uh, technically is pranayama breathing, prana meaning energy, and you're warming up your body. You're kind of, I say, tuning into your body instead of tuning out, and it's a very uh, loud breath where the louder it is the stronger you work the easier your class is because you get to tell your body okay we're going to open up here and this is how we open up we warm up our core temperature Mm. Uh, well of course if the room's 105 degrees (laughs) it's not going to be much of a stretch right (laughs) i I could get the first pose yes (laughs) definitely so is there a favorite pose that you have that you like to stay with a little bit or does it vary each week you know, I I have yet to be in the yoga studio as a yogi student taking classes and uh, the frequency I'd like. Uh, so when I do get to practice, um, right now it's standing bow. And when I think it's a love-hate relationship, and I know that's pretty strong terms, but it challenges me so much because there's so much in your hips that we carry around. And if they're tight, it's very hard. It's very hard to do it just precisely with that alignment. But when you get into that sweet spot and you actually relinquish control of thinking and you just work with that body that you have, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's very liberating. Strong bow. So is that where most people carry a lot of stresses in the hip? Yeah. I was going to say the back or the neck. That was my, or shoulders. Well, it's interesting. Uh, From a psychosomatic perspective, we carry grief or loss in our hips. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Who knew? I know. Now, because I always, you know, I was thinking the heart, the chest. And it could be, right? I mean, it's different for each person. But but yeah. That is so interesting because it it never dawned on me that it would be the hips. Now, I also heard that um, you, there's right side and left side of your body that can carry feminine energy and masculine energy is that true it's so true tell me more about that i'm so glad you're asking this question it's very exciting uh so bikram yoga is a form of hatha yoga h-a-t-h-a right yes i've heard of that so hatha uh, ha sun ta moon ha masculine ta feminine ha left ta right like it's all down into the symmetrical form where there's left and right so when we are in savasana we look to the left or we look to the right or our left ears on the floor our right ears on the floor we're deliberately 
again, re-engaging, resetting, regenerating this masculine and feminine energy that we all have. So Carl Jung, uh, Jungians. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, the father of his field there. Uh, he, he, I think, was the first to ever even use those terminologies where we have these archetypes and there's all these different parts, uh, shadow self, uh, dominant self, and et cetera. Even Carolyn Mace as well uses a lot of that work. Anyway, so from a, from a Hatha perspective, you get to just rebalance one side. Uh, one side is usually stronger than the other. Mm-hmm. And one posture will usually challenge you more than the other. And you get to really just... Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I know that I have certain strengths on different parts of my body. Yeah. And uh, have you ever heard of the work of Eileen McCusick? A little. Okay, yeah, yeah. she uses tuning. We've had her on the show. Um, she uses tuning forks mm-hmm. on your body. It is the funkiest thing. And it's, it's basically tuning into your body with sound. Oh, wow. Which is an experience that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking with the Bikram yoga, wouldn't it be amazing to have the sound component in I'm the room? I'm already thinking of a workshop. Thank you. I know. <laughs> that wouldn't that great. be incredible? <laughs> Uh, so she popped into my head. Now, do you have any sound or anything that goes on in the room? I know you have the mirrors, but is there anything sound-wise? Interesting. So the beginning and ending postures are breathing exercises, and they're very loud for a reason. So that would be the only sound. I mean, there's certainly like a, almost a metronome sound of the uh, fans when they're on a low, yeah. low speed. Oh, you have fans. Well, that's nice. Fans help. I open up the doors. <laughs> I make sure everything is perfectly engineered with the oxygen and heat and humidity. Yeah. So what's the difference between Bikram yoga and Kundalini? Is, is, I don't even know what Kundalini... I don't know what I'm saying. You know what? I don't either. I don't know. I know Kundalini works a lot with uh, a high energy. And I could be mistaken because I only took one class and that was it for me. <laughs> Um, I didn't know if they were connected. N- I don't think they no are idea. other than their yoga. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's hundreds of different yogas. Yeah. Um, this one with Bikram, I found that it's it's very soothing and, and reassuring and comforting. I, I'm not saying that Kundalini isn't, but uh, it that I think has a way of, of maybe revving up to rebalance everything. And also what I like to hear anyway is that there's a start and there's a finish. Yes. There are 26 poses you do twice. That's right. And so I would I would be counting them. I know me. Oh <laughs> yeah. Be, okay. I, I'm on I'm on pose number 3. Uh-huh. I could do this. Oh yeah, uh, I think we all do. Power on through, but That's after right. but after a while there might be a connection where you do lose track of what pose you're on. You do. Yeah. Now teaching it does that ever happen to you where you're so into it that oh, you yeah. lose tra- you lose <laughs> oh definitely <laughs> and then i have the student who looks at me and gives me a little a little wink you know i'm like oh yeah you want to do another set of that okay let's let's do that <laughs> you know cuz i get i get so inspired by by bodies you know like they're working so hard mm. and you know going through each and every drop of sweat and stretch and breath and lock and you know i just i just become so intrigued and just in awe it's very inspiring to yeah. be a witness to that as a teacher. Yeah, definitely. And you also did work in mental health. Yeah. So uh, how, what was your capacity in that? Uh, as far as the community mental health yeah. portion? Uh, working with severe and persistent mental illness. 
Wow. Yeah. So some of the severe cases. How do you feel about our mental health system in the state of Vermont currently? Well, I'm glad that there is at least a system. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's very underfunded, unfortunately. I mean, I had to leave because I realized I needed to fill up my gas tank and I wanted to start a family, and how was I going to do that Yeah. with that salary? So, you know, it's it. I think our community benefits very strongly from it, but it is underfunded. We need to take better care of our, I think that's nationwide, of taking better care of the mentally ill. And this is a great way of you contributing in that respect. Because Bikram Yoga is helping people connect with their mind and their body. That's right. Yeah. And that's so important, especially with addiction. You know, especially with, and and the nice part about it is, like you said, it's a a one-stop shop for everybody, whether you have anxiety or addiction or depression or you simply want to feel better. Right. What a wonderful way to do that. You just, you go in because you want to improve yourself. Right. And, and, and I'm, I'm trying my best to destigmatize that because there's the stigma associated with self-care. Yes. Whether it's a therapy appointment, uh, a massage, uh, yoga, whatever. When we take time out for ourselves and like actually maintain our body, it's an interesting challenge. I know it's it's almost more acceptable to pop a pill than it is to I'm going to go take a massage. That yeah. seems decadent. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I I think sometimes we um, have our priorities a little messed up in that department. Yeah. So what's next for Bikram Yoga in Williston? Well, I am looking for teachers, uh, local Bikram Yoga teachers, uh, and, you know, they'll be coming. I'm, I'm determined. Um, so I could offer more classes, and uh, I want to open up an acupressure room. There's a space for that where people can also, uh, also receive that type of work. I'm also going to be opening up seminars and workshops uh, you know, so one day, two day, three day workshop seminars on uh, chakra opening, uh, meridian realigning. That'll be in late summer where, you know, I have someone coming from New York City who will be specializing in that along with teaching Bikram yoga. Nice. Um, I would also love to do a specialized class for uh, trauma and anxiety because trauma, after all, is, is my specialty that I work with. Um, so lots of you know, open, uh, versatile approaches, wraparound approaches, integrative health. That sounds fantastic. Now, uh, you did mention meridians. Is this connected with um, uh, chiropractic care, anything like that? Well, so I'll probably get in trouble with the chiropractic field. So <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. So I, I do like to say that when we're especially in the spine strengthening series, you're doing your own chiropractic work. You're readjusting your own cervical spine. And and you get so proficient at relaxing and breathing that you could even crack your own back and release your own lactic and hydrochloric acid. That's how relaxed that you get after working so hard. Yeah, I've, I've heard people just say how amazing they feel after they do even one session of Bikram yoga. Yeah. They say it's life-changing. Life-changing. You know, th- there is a population of people who push too hard mm-hmm. and they will injure themselves or they will re-injure themselves. And so part of their yogic journey is to not push. And it's a, m- a huge, huge microcosm. That studio is just a representation of what we do outside of 
that studio. Yeah. You know, so if we push too hard, well. <laughs> it's going to come back at you. That's right. Where is it located, the studio? 135 Allenbrook Lane in Williston. Allenbrook Lane. I'm trying to figure out where yeah. that is. It's off of Talcott Road. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's On the corner of Friendly's there. And then Friendly's. Right yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I that's just needed a little yeah. landmark there. Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show. Again, the website? BikramYogaWilliston.com. Okay. Aaron Krilipsky, she's the founder of Bikram Yoga Williston, has been my guest, Center for Strong Mind and Strong Body. I'm Sarah Spencer for Self Talk Radio Show. This program has been a production of Hall Communications, Burlington, Plattsburgh.